I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture show broadcasting from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and we're back with our One Good Scare commentary series. As it's the fourth month in this series, that means we're doing Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Now, when I'm talking Halloween, i got to have my co-host with me. That co-host is Mr. Mike Wilson. How are you doing, Mike? Uh, I've had better days. You have had better days. <laughs> it was a pretty shitty day. <laughs> yeah. And, like... Didn't know this was going to happen, but I want to say thank you for... Gutting it out. Yeah, so I really appreciate this. Well, we'll see. If you're actually listening to this, that means I had no more uh, electronic hardware failures today. So. Yeah. I, I love be a miracle. <laughs> I'm expecting lightning to strike I, I, the house I love and we just we, short everything out. We brought this up at the beginning of the show and hope to God it, uh, it lasts and everything. But yeah, so if you haven't listened to any of our commentaries uh, episodes before, uh, this is going to be a commentary to Halloween 4 uh, Return of Michael Myers. And if you want to sync it up with your own copy of Halloween 4, uh, Mike, how will we be able to do that? Well, we, as always, because we love it so much, are watching this on Blu-ray. We are watching the 2012 Anchor Bay Blu-ray release uh, via the 2014 Halloween series box set from Shout Factory. Complete with uh, desynced uh, audio. One yeah, point. there was a printing issue with some of the early, some of the discs on here. Really, it was just Halloween Four. Some of the Halloween Four discs. Uh, at one point, at least for us, uh, hopefully you'll have better luck. I think around the forty-five minute mark, for about five minutes, the audio gets out of sync with the video. That's going to be our problem. We got to deal with. Hopefully, if whatever you're watching. You know, doesn't have that problem. So, yeah. This this also is a very uh, interesting to point out too. Every month, obviously, you all know I go through the instructions of how to sync this shit up. The way we used to do it was Tim would just like tell us, you know, set your video to zero minutes, zero seconds, and hit play when we do. This, however, was the movie that I discovered not all releases are created equal when <gasps> it comes to time code. Yeah, because two years ago. When we did our Halloween 4 review podcast, um, I was trying to sync up the was it 2006 DVD release, I think it was, the Divimax the DVD Divimax one. with this release to see differences in quality and whatever, and I could not get the fucking frames synced up. The times were exact, but the frames were not syncing up. So, you know, I had to think to overhaul the whole thing. I like the idea that Tim had of, you know, starting it from the start, but also other commentaries that I enjoy myself, other commentary tracks, be it, uh, say my two personal favorites are Jim Cornette's watch-alongs on the Jim Cornette's drive-thru right. with uh, wrestling mm-hmm. and whatnot, and Red Letter Media's commentary tracks. Both of those, they tell you to sit, you know, set it, pause it at an exact time and then hit play. Well, that's what Corny does. Um, 
Red Alert Media just tells you hit play as soon as a certain moment happens on the film. You right. Know, usually like a logo or whatever. So I tried to combine the best of both worlds with this, but this is the movie that really showed me and why I try to be so exact with it just because if there's one thing that a pet peeve when listening to a fan commentary is being out of sync. I understand. And so we have it set for a very specific time. It's We um, are at the three-second mark. Now, the way your, like I said, all, not all releases are created equal. Yours may vary, whatever you're watching on DVD, Blu-ray, digital, you know, streaming, whatever. What we're going to have you guys do is sync it up to the very first frame. If you have a frame-by-frame frame forward and reverse, that is very helpful. But when the date, October 30th, 1988, comes up, it'll be the very first frame that it fades in. So what you you know do is like the previous flame, the previous flame. The previous, before you flamed out, uh, trying to sync it up with our previous commentary. The previous frame, the screen should be totally black, and then if you just hit frame forward, it should just fade in October 30th, 1988, very faintly. Okay. So what you want to do. So pause this, pod, pause this podcast, take the time to sync yourselves up. And we will do a countdown, five, four, three, two, one. And when I say play, hit play as soon as you hear the p in play. Okay. All right. I am ready. I am ready. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. Let's hope you're ready. Okay. Tim, count us down. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, play. There we go. I hey, we got it this time. <laughs> yeah. It only took We've been us- having some troubles lately. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was a little... Uh, Issues uh, getting it started uh, last time, and then we open up on possibly the second greatest opening of the Halloween franchise. I fucking love this opening. If um, you listened to our last month's for Halloween 3, and you heard me say how I feel Halloween 3 is like the perfect break in between the 10-year gap of Halloween 2 and Halloween 4, this intro coming in, is it it, it perfectly captures the, the phrase, come before the storm. Oh, totally. The final hours before, like, madness comes back. The music is amazing. Alan Howarth came back for um, the, the score. score. If you, any Spotify users out there, go on Alan Howarth's Spotify channel, man, and just listen to this score. It is breathtaking. Yeah. I mean, like, the, I Even, love the orange glow of the the text. I mean, just the and the moody atmosphere yes. of, of the... As uh, dusk uh, is befalling the small little farm here. And speaking of uh, Red Letter Media before, Jay Bauman of Red Letter Media actually took this whole intro and removed the credits just for like the whole capturing of the Halloween season and atmosphere. Nice. He did that a few weeks ago. Um, and now you see it's only raining in front of the ca- like right in front of the camera because they could only afford one rain tower. Yeah, because you can tell from like <laughs> how the road is is dry and suddenly uh, I, the I just noticed where the rain stops falling on the ground. Right. And I just love how the music just slowly, it just, it's building. You hear the faintly in the background. I'm tempted to turn the volume up on the TV. We're watching a little just so we could hear it. But yeah, but like, but I feel like we would just get lost in the the movie itself. Yeah, that's the thing. We'd stop like doing the commentary. Um, Ridgemont here. Now they filmed this movie in Salt Lake City. Uh, in the producer's cut of Halloween 6, Ridgemont is Smith's Grove, the actual location. Yeah. That's what they use. They use the same building again and pretend it was something different. It's funny that we bring this up. Um, friend of the show, Chris Schrader, like he had finally checked out the movie I recommended. Uh, they Live Inside Us when I did an interview with Michael Balif about his movie. And they, he lives in Utah, not too far from Salt Lake City. And 
he reached out to him on Twitter and says, like, I love that they live inside us. It has the most Halloween-y vibe since uh, the Halloween 4 opening. Oh, yeah. And so, and then, speaking of creepy things that happen around Halloween, yeah, look the, at this guy right the guard, here. Yeah, he looks like Bilbo Baggins when Frodo goes to try on his <laughs> mithril armor and he gets tempted by the ring. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I brought you into this, Frodo. Uh, I'm sorry for everything. Like, like this is almost like... He's too qualified for this job here because he just fits right in. the bounty in. hunter being taken out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus, just got nothing to do, do with, with this place. place. Are we sure this is a guard or if he's not just an escaped, uh, escaped inmate? Inmate posing as a guard? Like he killed the guard? And, and he's actually, Well, he's actually wearing his flesh. That's why he's so funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending to be a guard. Like he did it completely bloodlessly. That's how he is. He was a very dangerous criminal. That's why it's, it's a maximum security well, facility. They have like flame, flame retardant quilts along the along uh, the walls of the elevator. I, I totally feel like they just found a freight elevator. It's like, yeah, sure, let's use this. But now... Now, now that figure, 16 people saying that Michael Myers murdered 16 people, that is actually exaggerated. It sounds better. Yeah, it does, but still, fucking Halloween 1 and 2, that sounds fine. You know, the the, the counts of both. Right. I, I mean, nobody's going to touch Jason's uh, kill count. I mean, like, just number of bodies, like, especially if you, if you include the space station the Jason X uh, ship runs into that supposedly had 20,000 people on there, so. Now, this I love. They've got Michael Myers, like, in the fucking bowels of the building. Like, like you see, like, boiler pipes and stuff and electrical breakers. Like, they shoved his ass in the fucking basement. So, I imagine this is, like, you late at night when you have to close up and uh, close the school down and everything like that. You're in the basement. This is what it looks like. Well, I mean, I do have to go turn the heat on sometimes in the winter. <laughs> So, but yeah, that's the thing. That's so irresponsible because, like, you put this patient – I don't know if this is just a holding area for, like, maximum security. But, right. it's like, imagine if the patient was just going nuts and fucking he just turned off the breakers to the whole hospital. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they're, they're – uh, After 10 years of his, – his burns haven't, like, healed enough that he doesn't need to be bandaged completely from head mm. to toe. Uh, I mean, like when we get to H two O, his uh, burns will magically oh yeah, disappear. they'll magically heal. Even mm-hmm. that's the thing about H two O. Just to jump ahead, it's like, yeah, okay, H two O is a reboot. Four, five, and six never happened, but two did, and he was clearly on fucking fire in number two. Like he was <laughs> engulfed in flames. And uh, we have Doctor Hoffman played by Michael Pataki. Three years after he uh, coached Ivan Drago. To victory in the murder of Apollo Creed. <laughs> I guess he couldn't handle the defeat, so he put on an American accent and came here. Yeah, he defected to the United States yep. after the fall of the USSR because if if they can change and we can change. Can change. Everyone can change. Everyone can change. I pointed this out on the Back to the Future episode I recently did. Like, both. Speaking of the timelessness of movies, like, Back to the Future is pretty timeless. I mean, because most of it's a period piece and everything. And even, like, the 80s stuff doesn't feel as 80s. I mean, there are certain aspects of it. But then you think Rocky Four came out the same year as Back to the Future. And that is pinnacle 1980s right there. I've been trying to analyze over the years the look ho- Dr. Hoffman gives as he just looks in. Like, good riddance or? It's kind of just. It kind of is. But he also, you can question if it's a knowing look. Yeah, like, does something deep down, does he know something's amiss? Uh, And is he just happy to get rid of it all? I I mean, it's probably a lot less paperwork he has to deal with every day. Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't have to deal with uh, Dr. Loomis every day after that. Loomis! Loomis! (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, uh, Michael Myers is uh, cosplaying as Ragman here. (laughs) 
Oh, he's awake because mm-hmm. he heard. Now, obviously, they're continuing. You know, this is a sequel of Halloween 2, and all the sequels followed what came before them until they sequel rebooted, whatever. So they're still following John Carpenter's whole he's out to kill his family yeah. deal, which John Carpenter himself regrets. And that is kind of the thing that really took over Halloween for such a long time. Yeah, it's kind of like when you force a franchise to be all about uh, family, that kind of uh, kneecaps a franchise going forward. It's about family. I know. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. <sighs> I, don't, I don't mind the sequel trilogy. No, neither do I. It's a fucking mess, but I don't mind it. No. <laughs> At least the people act like people in it. It's true. Don't act like overly shitty Shakespearean high school <laughs> actors. But speaking of great actors and everything, we have like the day, like I think this is the debut of Danielle Harris yep, here. Danielle Harris. And apparently, listen to she did a, a fan commentary track for the, for with the movie crypt guys, and apparently, since it's a work for higher state. Um, do you know, like, how most child labor laws, when it comes to uh, actors, like, they have to do X amount of day hours of, like, schoolwork and time off and then acting? No, all I know is that if they don't get the take right, they have to spend an hour in the trailer with Harvey. Oh, my God, don't Oh, no, that, that was, I'm sorry, that was uh, two movies later when we entered the Miramax era. Uh, but apparently, like, they, she got all of her schoolwork done in the very beginning of production, then just, like, just shot hours and hours and hours for the rest of the production here. Hey, you know what? I wish my kid would be like that, you know, all those years I never listened to do your homework now so that the rest of your – it's like Wayne Wayne Campbell said. It's like doing your homework on Friday so that the rest of your weekend is free to party. Exactly. Hey, she did all her homework now so that the rest of the movie shoot was free to shoot. Yeah. But, of course, we also have uh, – Ellie Cornell. Yes. In the uh, Halloween 25 Years of Terror documentary, um, she – said in a convention interview that she was reading also for the lead in, uh, I guess that would have been Alice in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, and she got this instead. I think she made the right choice. I think so, too, because even, even, even though Alice survives the fifth movie, yeah, comes back and survives the next movie, which fucking sucked balls. <laughs> oh, God, I mean... Yeah, 1989 was really the fucking... 88 Drizzle was, shits. Uh... 88 was really the peak of the slasher genre. Because your heaviest hitters, your Halloween, Nightmare, and Friday the 13th, all did well. Like, I think Nightmare Part 4 was the highest grossing at the time. Right, and then... This one was still considered a financial critical success. Friday 7, I mean, I don't... don't That was butchered by the NPAA, so that was kind of... But it was still successful enough. It wasn't like... But then 89, you get Halloween 5, you know, direct-to-video. You get Nightmare 5... Yeah. The Dream Child and Jason takes, takes Manhattan. Manhattan. Jason takes a boat. Jason takes a boat to Vancouver uh, <laughs> from a lake. <laughs> I used to be able to do that better. Uh, I'm sure the listeners really appreciate that. Now I rented this from Blockbuster when. Yeah, uh, yes, I'm referencing Blockbuster Video again. What's that? Uh, that's this old place from back in the day. Randy Marsh apparently owned the uh, last one when he went nuts. <laughs> and it went nuts out. in it. Yep. But yeah, I rented this one, and I I do remember enjoying this one quite a lot. It it didn't have the same impact as the first one, but then again, none of them really did. Oh, of course, it didn't have the impact on the Austin Aries. Ew, he's not with them anymore. <laughs> Nobody likes him. I don't even think he likes himself. Oh no, he's a, he's a he's a miserable guy. I'm sorry to say. But yeah, um. Uh, 
This one, I, I like, and I remember my stepsister sat down to watch it with me. She, she got hooked on it and even the ending shocked her. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the, that's probably the most memorable part. It's arguably the most memorable part of it. I mean, other than like the opening, I think that, like it's got a great ending and a great opening. And then like, I know people have is- some people have issues with the middle of the movie, but I feel that everything about, I, I kind of feel like this movie nowadays gets overlooked and forgotten a bit, but. Mm. It's still damn good. I mean, you know, Mustafa Kad's, you know, formula is just always go back to the basics, you know, try something new, and if it don't work, just do the first one again. And here's uh, George P. Wilbur as Michael Myers. Yep. Before he'd go on his successful career as a newscaster named Tom, under his real name, Tom Tucker in Quahog, Rhode Island. I got to watch that clip again, because they actually <laughs> use that part when he, like, sits up and goes, hi, I'm Tom I'm Tucker. Tucker. <laughs> watch me kill this little girl. <laughs> I gotta say, Halloween Four is also referenced in a lot of my favorite comedy cartoons. Like, actually, the the um, South Park episode we were just talking about with Randy Marsh owning Blockbuster and right. they're on Facetime when um, when the cops go to the uh, was it the South Park dance or whatever, and everyone's dressed up as Gangnam Style. Oh my god! And, and they put uh, Stan's iPad since he wasn't allowed to go. He had to do every, do all his trick or treating on Facetime because his father wouldn't let him. Okay. They put two cops in a, in a Big Frankenstein suit, and he was Gangnam Stein. <laughs> so that when when um, Randy's chasing his father, Randy's chasing Stan, you know, around with his iPad, mm-hmm. and the cops are like, "Oh, I can't see, I can't see." They're breaking through everything. So Randy's like going on a rampage while the cops are that are actually piloting the suit or breaking through everything, and one of them breaks through a house and. Randy sees a kid on uh, her iPad. Oh, you're watching Halloween 4 on Netflix? <laughs> you should try renting it sometime. Blah. <laughs> and then so Rachel has a big day tonight. And um, however, the, the big social or whatever it is, you, whatever the devil it is you kids do these days. <laughs> um, Rachel's big... fat shaming people. Yep. And, and. You know, st- going steady down a path of anorexia by only eating very little. Uh, um, but the babysitter's got a broken leg. Oh, broken ankle. Lucky her. <laughs> uh, I, to be fair, all things considered, I think a broke a broken ankle is probably the best thing that could have happened to her mm. in this situation. Like, imagine if she was home and Michael kicked in the she, door. She would be that role that uh, Rachel's currently carving apart right oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> And he would turn her into a tableau by stuffing her with candy or, or a flare, whoever. I would say candy. Oh, man. They find her, the jaw opens, the candy pops out like it's a Pez dispenser. Oh, and here's Rachel being a bitch. Oh, boy. Uh-oh, oh, busted. Uh-oh. Uh-uh-uh, busted. Yeah, but like in true teenager fashion, blows that out of proportion, saying this is the most important thing in the world, and if she, if she is misses, like her world comes to an end. I think of a shout-out to my best friend Kristen right now. Her, uh... Younger sister Tristan, yes, her mother name is Tr- Kristen and Tristan. Tristan, oh, I never realized that. Tristan, when she, I, I met Tristan when she was only eight years old, and when she was little, she used to trick or treat as Jamie in her clown costume all the time, and was the spitting image. Oh yeah, I think it was actually like two years ago she uh, went, and she's she's seventeen now. So even at like fifteen years old, she still looked like Jamie Lloyd. <laughs> didn't she get a photo with uh, Daniel Harris in that costume, or didn't they meet? I At some convention? don't know. I know Christine used to go to conventions all the time. She's met so many people. Gotcha. I'll have well, her on here one day. We do. And so Rachel makes amends here saying, hey, you want, let's go trick-or-treating. Let's get a can- let's get a uh, costume and everything. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we also, in the previous scene when uh, they're staying up late, we overlooked a major uh, plot point. J.B. Lee Curtis is dead. 
Yeah. I or he's got- killed in the car. That's the fucking excuse whenever they need to write off a character. Killed in a car accident. Killed in a car. Michael Myers' parents killed in a car accident. Uh, Laurie Strode killed in a car accident. I mean, it's got to be one of the top killers of people in the United States, other than heart disease. He's a fucking Autobahn in Illinois. <laughs> Michael M. Myers. That's a typo. He's yeah, Michael. A- 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 I like what cinema stops it. Michael Milhouse Myers. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> Imagine, like. And there's the uh, burn, really shitty burn prosthetics. I think Donald Pleasant's, uh after reviewing dailies of that, his girlfriend said, it looks like you have a fucking egg on your face. And yeah, right. It's yeah. like he has an ear, like a combination of an ear and an egg. And so in the very next scene, the makeup is changed. Right. He doesn't have that, like, button on the side of his cheek. No, he popped it on the way over to the crime scene. It's uh, that pus. It's all one of those huge zits that you have uh, to, like, cut off. Do you know what today is? Now, I've seen behind-the-scenes, like, stills, I guess, of a deleted scene of Loomis in his office. Mm. And I know that there was an opening in the original script. We also got to mention uh, Alan B. McElroy, the writer, I think beat the deadline for the 88 writer's strike by a matter of hours. Right. Didn't he have, like, less in. than two weeks to write the first draft? I think. Um, but he's not the only writer on this. Like, there no. was, other writers came in afterwards, but he's the credited screenplay. Like, there's, like, four people on the story yeah. of it. But I know in the initial... Um, script, and I also heard a rumor long time ago, and I think that's pretty much been passed off as just rumor, mm-hmm. that there was an alternate opening of showing how Loomis survived Halloween 2. Like, we're going down the hall, camera going down the hallway as the credits come up, much like Halloween Resurrection. Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little saying that word. Uh. Um, and then you see an explosion, and Loomis fly through a wall. Like, when he lit the lighter and the explosion happened, it blew Loomis through the hospital wall. Yeah, like he is Wiley Coyote right there. Yeah, and apparently the the police and fire trucks had just arrived on the scene after Marion called them. And they're putting out, you know, Loomis. They find Michael in the hallway, putting him out, and Loomis is trying to stop them screaming, Let him burn! burn! Let him burn! And I do wonder if the... Um, one of the uh, Halloween Kills trailers, the uh, the first like official trailer we got, like the thirty second trailer over the summer that announced uh, it was being delayed. When Laurie screaming, "Let him burn!" If they took inspiration from that, possible. Um, which like I guess we could talk about. It. Like I don't think we talked in the last one, but um, we have gotten another teaser for Halloween Kills. I don't know if we want to do that later or not. Eh, another time. We'll okay. Just focus on. Okay. Because we could go off on a tangent. True. As uh, Lewis does not care about getting wet here. Oh, no. <laughs> like, me? Like, I'd be taking off my shoes, my socks, rolling up my, my uh, pant legs. Give me, like, industrial level galoshes before I go into that water. Dude, there's nothing that ruins a perfectly good pair of shoes like getting water in them. Uh... It's just, like, you got to, like, take them off, leave them outside, let them air out, and maybe if you're lucky, you won't have to spray anything in them. Yep. It doesn't get mold. And I remember watching this on VHS, always looking through the ambulance, seeing if I was going to see anything, and I never did. I, I, I feel like this movie... Who is the DP in this movie? I do not know. They were always good at setting up scenes where you're looking for shit in the background. Your eyes are, like, pretty much... Oh, yeah. There's a great sense of depth. To- yeah, geared towards just looking around the environment. Like, there's no sense of space wasted here. Right, because Dean Cundy is no longer the DP on this, and they're no longer shooting an anamorphic widescreen. I'm disappointed by that, but at the same time, I think it's fine, because they do that for the whole next trilogy of movies, the, the Thorn trilogy, allegedly. And all three of those movies do somewhat flow together, like chapters in a new story. So, if you're going to close, you know, the Carpenter trilogy and go with this new trilogy, it's 
it's cool to have a new start, you know, do everything new. Yeah, and the cinematographer is Peter Lyons Collister. Good job, mister. I'm always, see, like, you see Michael's feet walking by back there. Yeah. Like, you, you're always looking at the environment for something. He did such a great job at capturing that in this movie. Definitely. And and Michael finds someone with blue coveralls, so he has to kill them and take them. You know what? You know how you stay away from Michael Myers? Don't wear blue coveralls. Wear fucking green coveralls or tan coveralls or don't wear coveralls. He'll leave you alone. Yeah. Or or, or black work boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but isn't it like weird thing about like um, is it uh? Or just stay away from people wearing blue coveralls and black work boots. Right. If you I see can... anyone wearing blue coveralls and black work boots. Fucking get as far away from them as possible. Um, You're in danger. Didn't uh, Tyler Maines Myers wear green coveralls? He wore, yeah, that's how they differentiated. He wore like olive colored coveralls. Okay. <laughs> and I remember when, uh, was it an old coworker at the Walmart we used to work at? I remember um, when they first released, you know, the first picture of like Michael Myers and whatnot. I, it was either the first photo or the first trailer. And I'm describing to him, and he's like, is he wearing the blue coveralls? Like, no, he's wearing coveralls, but they're like an olive green. I fucking hate it. I fucking totally hate it. Why? It actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. I um, like I like dirty, grungy, decaying Michael Myers. I, I love the, well, uh, all right, we said we weren't going, but I love how th- the burn mask in Halloween Kills now that they've shown. Yes. How it's got like the burn on the side, like even that's just, just like the, de- take the shape mask, which is already terrifying and sort of just decay it a little and it's even creepier. Right. And obviously we got like nice depth here as Loomis investigates the garage. Like, so he goes further in, comes towards us. We have like, we have uh shafts of light. So he's got smoke going on here, creating depth with it. And it's just, it's a eerie fucking vibe. And they were good at, at doing the slow burn in this one. Yeah. Now, I, I have not watched Hallow's Hard Grounds. Um, Hallow's Hard Grounds? Yes. <laughs> Hallow's Hard Grounds. Yeah, hard Grounds. Not horror Grounds. Hard Grounds. Ha- hard Grounds. Not Soft Earth. Horror is Hallowed Grounds. Yes, this whole interior has been completely fucked. That, that whole wall is, like, gone now, and everything's been extended. But the gas station still exists. The gas station, it's, it's uh, was it Penny's Diner and, and Garage in Salt Lake City. It's yeah, still there. It's been completely remodeled. Um. Ooh, a Dawn of the Dead zombie right here. Yeah, right. Hey, at, least, at least they tried decoloring her. True. But when he turns and we get the view of Michael back in the kitchen, it's still modeled that way. Oh, okay. Yep. And it's a different Michael. I think it's a different actor. I don't think. Yes, was this at first? I believe this was uh, Tom Morga. I believe so. Because they did do some shooting with Tom Morga as Michael Myers before George Wilbur came. Yep, that. Yeah. And that they achieve that. How did they achieve that? With a vertigo shot. So vertigo shot. So I think they're pushing in and zooming out at the same time, or vice versa, pushing back, pushing in and zooming out, pushing back and yeah. You do the inversion of it, and so like the most arguably other than vertigo, where it's Jimmy Stewart going up the stairs in the tower, he feels vertical. The other more famous one is when Chief Brody and Jaws realizes um, uh, Alex Kittner has just been eaten by a shark in front of everybody. Now, the thing I love most about the Thorn trilogy is just the, the uh, it's like Dr. Loomis going through like the, the stages of death almost, where you have a different Dr. Loomis, each one. He spent the 15 years just being freaked out and having really his personality change, but you could still, he, still tell he was a very well-to-do. Reflection of the crew in the window. <laughs> where he was a still a very well-to-do reflection of the crew. <laughs> and I forgot to mention before, fuck, when Loomis was asking for gas and they you could see... Um, 
the open garage door, and then it switches back to Michael's perspective. I keep looking for him there. That's yeah. how well the cinematography is. It keeps you looking everywhere. But I missed that opportunity. So yeah, uh, it's because the movie moves in a clip, and that's a good thing. Yes, and this blows up because eighties. Yeah, because eighties. That was a stunt, man. But props to Donald Pleasance for doing fall, that one, doing the landing, falling down like that, doing that landing. Yeah, but like I was saying before about the Thorn trilogy and how it portrays Loomis, like the first one, he's he's creeped out. He knows something evil is out there, but he's still like a well-to-do, polite gentleman who has a little fun, you know, freaking out the kids. He's not like a stark raving lunatic yet. Not yet. The second one, it's like... Oh, boy. The second one, you know, his worst fear is realized, and he's just in panic mode the whole time. He's starting to just lose his cool. But he's, you could tell he's still that person, like when Marion... Him, you know, talking to the cops themselves, just pleading with them when Marion arrives. He's still polite. In this one, he's had the shit beat out of him for that. You know, he went through that experience. He lived through it. It was awful. And he's just, he's a fucking basket case in this one. He's terrified. He's looking for help. The fifth one, he finally just loses his fucking marbles. Like, he knows that it's not over yet. He knows it'll probably never be over. Michael's not contained. He's out there. And just the crazed lengths he go to, that which, which finally culminate in the ending. You know, him pulling a gun on a cop and using Jamie as bait. And beating the shit out of Michael with the two I wore until collapsing, believed to be dead, which he was supposed to be until um, Halloween 6, where it's like we pick up years later and the producer's cut shows him better as, you know, finally almost having moved on from it. Like the scars of his life are still there, even though he's gotten rid of the physical ones, but he's like smiling and laughing. And almost like Michael Corleone in Godfather Part 3, they pull me back in. Yeah. And, it, and his demeanor completely changes from his first scene. And speaking of losing marbles, I mean, the kid's just... Ragging on poor uh, Jamie. Calling her an orphan and saying, your mother's dead. Like, Jesus Uncle Christ. Boogie, man. Oh, God. And now in a hotly debated uh, topic of Halloween 4, you remember Lindsay, don't you? Hmm. Now, if this teenage girl were, say, 10 years younger, how old would she be? Hmm. An eight-year-old named Lindsay. Where do I know that from? Hmm. Hotly debated. Yeah. But- you can it can go either way. It's vague enough for that. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because this is all non-canonical bullshit. Yeah. And Kyle Richards is now officially back. I guess the Real House of Housewives money ran out. Ah, uh, I mean, a job's a job. Didn't they turn the Munster House into the Real Housewives house? Did they? Yeah. I had no On idea. The Universal backlot. Uh, that kind of breaks my heart. They did that a while ago. Anyway, so I remember watching Adam the Woo tour uh, Universal Backlot. He went to the Psycho House. It's mostly just a facade, right? Outdoor Psycho House. Well, yeah, the interiors were done on a stage. Yeah. Um, I go for ice cream. Ice cream. Living nightmare. I, I must. I bet you that's a a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, joke right there. I bet, but at the same time too, I bet it was put there just to describe what like these people's lives are going to be. Probably. It's one, it's one of those little you know foreshadowing. Language of filmmaking things. And that rack focus, though. (laughs) Why? Because it was focusing on her rack? Oh, no. Shifting focus, but okay, what? It was focusing on her rack. She's beautiful. I I know. But we have Sasha Jensen here. As Brady. Mm -hmm. But which Brady? Bobby Brady? Mike Brady? (laughs) Christopher Daniel Barnes Brady? Like and he would go on to have a also another great Clowns role. Never left before. Great role Beans in Days and Confused. As this guy works on the nerve to ask out the sheriff's daughter. <laughs> Fuck off, Wade. 
<laughs> At least it was simple right there. Mm-hmm. You know what? He shot his shot. Oh, he bet he shot his shot. Well, Brady will be shooting his later. Huzzing! Now, this exact uh, perspective, this shot here would be reused again in Halloween 5 when mm-hmm. we see the first appearance of the man in black in front of Vincent Drug when the bus pulls up. It's like almost framed exactly the same. Yeah. Maybe zoomed out a little more to fit the bus in better. Vincent Drug. Mm-hmm. Who did Vincent Drug? You're just mad you didn't think of that first. Maybe. <laughs> we have the best costumes in the whole town, and you know what? They're super expensive because it's the day of the holiday. We got the best costumes in the whole town. We actually stock masks that serial killers use. <laughs> yeah, do you know that tragedy that happened ten years back? We got it back as the anniversary edition. Whoop, whoop. Like that's that was, and there it is, right back there. Yeah, like that was the cool thing about like Scream, the fact that like. Anybody could have that. Well, anybody could have had it, and after, they didn't discontinue it because the movie studio bought it and made the stab movies out of it. So it was right. considered like movie merchandise. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like this is like... This is one of the more hotly uh, debated masks as well. Most yeah. genuinely disliked. I am fine with it, truthfully. I don't think it's the mask. I think it's the fact that George P. Wilbur is forced to wear hockey pads underneath his... Ju- his uh, Coveralls was make it forced him, or was it his idea? I don't know. Uh, it was okay. I'll rephrase that. That he wore it was a hockey not hockey pads. It was a uh, football pads underneath his uh, jumpsuit to make him so. I wear hockey pads. I wear hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> don't you ever walk in front of my fucking shot again? I'll have you fucking fired. Why? Batman losing his marbles at the DP. <laughs> Oh man, he's like, uh, like uh, I love how it's immediately uh, disappointment. No, nope, no, nope, I have an opportunity back there. That's what John Connor should have done. He should have just yelled at the Terminators till they went away. <laughs> he just walked away dejected. That's why they go back in time and kill him in the mm-hmm. beginning of Dark Fate <laughs> because they're so they're so angry that they got yelled at, <laughs> or in all of them because fucking time travel is their excuse for everything. Oh God, I view uh, I. Terminator sequels, I view fucking Skynet as a mustache-twirling villain with his Villain of the Week plot. You gotta travel back in time again, see? See? It didn't work last time. That's not what Michael Myers wore as a child. No, but it's generic enough. Now, I think I said this in the Halloween 4 review podcast we did two years ago. Uh The thing that creeped me out about the Halloween 4 mask was... there's a You could Google search it. There's a photo, like a behind-the-scenes still, of him wearing the mask. And just like it's like it says back, it looks it, 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 it looks like you can capture it. Like what the fuck you just say? <laughs> like the posture he's sitting at. But I had seen it on HalloweenMovies.com in their little synopsis. It was a it was a variation of that. It was like zoomed in where it's all around the face, and it was in like sepia, mm-hmm. like a goddamn old like fucking. 16 or 8 millimeter, you know, movie. Right. And I, as soon as that picture loaded, I almost like fell back in my seat. It was uh. so creepy. <laughs> and so this, that driver knows smart enough to pick up Loomis. Not to pick up an old man who's clearly covered, bur- <laughs> an elderly burn victim who's currently <laughs> covered in dirt and ashes and limping. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think they made the right decision here, but at least they weren't dicks like this car. It's I wonder what right. happens if they see a puppy on the side of the road that's injured. They run it over. Just... <laughs> not the not the kids like from Toxic Avenger when they run over a kid's head. Ugh. Well, I do the same thing too. What run over a kid's head? Yes. Oh my god, you monster! Uh, you, know, you don't know some of the neighborhood kids. Oh, oh man! But speaking of scene stealing uh, characters, speaking of crazy old men. <laughs> 
Uh, get in gear, old man. This oh. rickety asshole truck. Oh boy, his license plate says "Amen." I wonder how much that cost. <laughs> that that vanity plate. And the truck is so old; it was probably the first truck to have an "Amen" license plate. <laughs> Reverend uh, Sayer, played by Carmen Philippi. Mm-hmm. My favorite role of his in uh, as the disheveled old man in the wedding singer. Mm-hmm. And women, they you give them what, what do they do? Hey, rip your heart out of your ass. <laughs> as John Stewart said, I just want somebody to hold me and tell me it's okay. Like, okay. Everything's going to be, be okay. okay. <laughs> no, that wasn't John Stewart. Who was that? That was, uh. Yeah, it was John Stewart. That wasn't John Stewart. It wasn't John Stewart? I don't think it was John Stewart. Mm. If it was, that then he was in amazing disguise with that mullet and mustache. Mm. No, it's, oh, it's another one of the Adam Sandler regulars. I forget who it is, so mm-hmm. I apologize. Um, he's the one who, who has like the 10 second memory in 51st dates. Yeah. Like, I was in an accident. What happened? Uh, hi, my name's Tom. But as uh, Reverend Sawyer is uh, pontificating, but he's trying to hunt Armageddon down. Yeah, Lo- Loomis, uh, Loomis, Loomis feels a kinship with this guy because he talks about evil and he's fucking nuts and he loves drinking and driving. As you do. He's just swigging out of that thing. Oh, I mean, like, that's how so many people die in the Halloween franchise of car accidents because Reverend Sawyer is on the road. I mean, yeah. how many people he's probably accidentally killed with his drinking jar? You think he has a license? Well, the cops kill more people sober. Look at this. Would you like a drink? And Loomis has a big smile, wide eyes. Now, I imagine, like... Loomis just found his soulmate. <laughs> this is my kind of party. I imagine him just pulling up to the police station. This lady, he gets out, bottles fall out by his feet. That, I shit you not, is probably the last truly human moment Loomis has until the beginning of Halloween sex. Yeah. Everything else, he's just a fucking crazed, destroyed old man. Yeah, because the, the entirety of Halloween 5, he is a he's a wreck. He's got, like, no... Even in the beginning, when, like, nothing's happening yet, he still has, like, no manners. He just barges in, grabs the kid, and pulls him out of the room, you know? Like, how you doing, little girl? Yeah, when that one little girl runs by, and when they find out Jamie's gone, he just rips the mask off her, and he starts, what the fuck, man? Not, not cool, dude. Now, uh, now, the parents go and they're out. Hey, hey, here's that mask right oh, there. Oh, yeah, just, just look to the right of the front door. Tell me that is not like a death mask of Deputy Logan. Looks, Tell me that is not foreshadowing. It could be. Watch, like, she'll close the front door again once we get out of Michael's perspective here. He's hanging in the trees. Right there, to the right of the, the, right of the door that she's closing. That little, like, mask that's hanging on the wall. Tell me that is not like, that is not the spitting image of Deputy Logan, and it's like a death mask. It looks very similar. I can't deny that. Wow, this movie's better than I thought. Uh, and I already loved it a lot. So. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's great tone, great cinematography, yeah. great music. But Brady's MIA. I wonder what Rachel's going to do. We have to get the eccentric Frenchman for the next one. Yeah, I wonder... Because I think... Uh, a million ideas, but no idea where to go with them. Because there's Dwight... Um, Dwight Little in this one directed it. I think he was offered Halloween 5 and passed. I think that's what, if I remember correctly. It. Yeah. It should have It should have been like Halloween 1, 2, and 3. Get get as many of the the team back for each of them. And I know that's a common criticism. It's like you're going to do like a serialized storytelling like that. You want to have one storyteller to shepherd it all the way through. Yeah. Where have we seen that recently? I know. But the funny thing is, the, the probably the, the most hated of the two of the three, I should say, uh, had the smoothest production from beginning to end. I think they ended; uh, they finished their shoot early without problems. 
except everybody arguing with the director. <laughs> yeah, they argued their the approach to the storytelling, but oh, and now we have a bunch of behind the scenes stills in a shoebox that. Yeah. Uh, I guess Deborah Hill must have left behind. Oh yeah, Deborah Hill must have left that with uh, Jimmy Lloyd. Right. I like the one of her looking. At, what the now? Is that a picture of Michael or is that a picture of her when she was little? It looks like a boy. I, I can't tell. But why would they have that picture in there? And there's her with her father. And who the fuck is that? Just guy? Is that supposed to be Jimmy? I don't know. I like the one of uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis sitting on the stoop with the pumpkin smiling. It's like this is where her stalker took across the street. Yes. <laughs> Oh, bracket retired back in 81. What mm. else happened in 81? Hmm. Hmm. A certain movie came out in 81? Hmm. Halloween 2? Perhaps. Perhaps. And then we have Henry Hill's father. Oh, yeah. Fucking. Why didn't he just whip Michael with a belt? <laughs> you want to be a killer, huh? Slap, slap. <laughs> what? Michael Myers was in prison. He didn't He didn't go to school either. So he skipped a lot of school. It'd be funny if Ray Liotta's internal monologue, if, I mean, Michael Myers' internal monologue was Ray Liotta. Every now and then, we, I guess we all got to take a beating. <laughs> blam, blam, blam shows Michael getting shot falling down the, the uh, hole later on. And that's it. After I took a few slugs, I took a year off. No, the Michael's victims, they were named either Peter or Paul. They were all married to women <laughs> named Marie. Marie. And they all had daughters named they Marie. daughters named Marie. And we're just going to do Lorraine Bracco precious <laughs> for the rest of the episode. That's what I seen between here and Ridgemont. Filling station place. <laughs> I'm telling you, Marie Myers is here in this town. He's going to kill that other little girl named Marie and anybody who gets in his way. Wait. Oh, man. Uh, Loomis knows how to how to fucking uh, get, the get the attention of a room. Yeah. Well, I like how the one cop like stops Maker from walking away. Like he's he hold, like just he's like, maybe, maybe we should hold on to him. I mean, like, well, he, this I like because they're taking it seriously now. You know. Yeah, but like he Loomis is like one step away from pulling a gun uh, uh, out in the middle of the police station right here to get everybody's attention. Well, operator says lines are down, and he he gives him the look like see, and now now fucking shits on. Let's go. Let's go take a look here. <laughs> but then the weird part is in the next movie, first time we see Meeker, it's like every time little girl twitches, I got to call the National Guard. It's like, motherfucker, you so You lost happening. your entire police station. It was only a year prior. And your daughter. And it was only a year prior. I understand that every scene needs to have conflict in there. But like, I don't know. That could have been written a little bit better, that scene. Yeah. Um, How many times are we going to say that throughout Halloween 5? Uh, I do still like Halloween 5. I, I, I do enjoy parts of it. I, I Overall, I, I'm not... It's a, sour to it. It's like, a compared to Halloween Six. It's a bunch of interesting ideas that they did not work out. No, it didn't reach. It didn't reach its full potential that no. way. Hey, we have reconciliation between the kids here, so that's a nice little arc for them, yep. I guess. When all else fails, just conform. Conform, and everyone will like you, and stop making fun of your dead mother and your serial killer uncle. Speaking oh. of which, <laughs> right on cue. I would say he's got better timing than the Grim Reaper, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. Uh, put your mask down, kid. There you go. Uh-oh. Cops do it by the book. Somebody has to have made that shirt on Etsy. Now, haven't you told me before you don't really like understand that or something? Was it somebody that said that to I, me? No, it was me. Okay. It's a, it's a play on words. Yeah. Because cops' procedure is supposed to be by the book. It's a sexual play on words. 
Yes. Not do it by the book. Yeah, like which means like it's just it's boring sex. And she's not wearing pants, so it's gotta be pretty freaking cold in it's the middle. It's all missionary. That's all. Uh, At one pace. That's boring. As true kids fashion, let's let's walk away from the adults, not mm-hmm. pay attention. As Brady tries to explain himself, like, "Hey, you blew me off, so yeah, I decided to get a date with somebody else." No, so. she didn't blow him off. That's oh, what Kelly's okay, doing. Yuck, 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 yuck. Little Miss Hot Panties, no kidding. She's not wearing any panties. Huh. Uh, no, it's too easy of a joke to make. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that was low hanging fruit, even for us. Yeah. As Brady, so, that's what she's gonna be grabbing on uh, Brady, his low hanging fruit. <sighs> be playing with Brady's low hanging fruit. Now Rachel's done the right thing, and you know what? She's lost the kid mm-hmm. in a dark neighborhood on Halloween. Yeah, in the hometown of a serial killer. Ten years after his killing spree. Yeah, she's only the niece of a serial. Twenty five years after his very first murder. Mm-hmm. Good job, lady. And speaking of a uh, good job here. Mm-hmm. We have the, the best uh, posse that you could ask for in a small town. Oh, God. <laughs> As the good old boys trying to figure out what the hell's going on, we're going to have to close the, the meanwhile, bar. Meanwhile, at, the, at the, the, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. <laughs> Phone never rings at a police station. Here's your sign. Um, if your gun rack has a gun, gun rack, rack, you, you have a redneck. If you're a small town starts to experience disappearances, you may have a serial killer on your hand. If you go shooting into the darkness with all your guns and you hit one of your residents, you, you might be, be a redneck, redneck. in Halloween 4. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they all got to go with the trucks. Oh, they got to take five trucks. I mean, like, they should have jug music behind them as they run in there. I know, like, we no, 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 no. Hey, Uncle Dad, we're going to go kill this hill serial killer. <laughs> now I'm just imagining the Halloween theme on a jug. <laughs> yeah, front door is wide open. Just walking sure with a shotgun. I'm sure that's... Don't identify yourself. I mean, that should not be a cause of concern whatsoever. Doors wide open. Nobody's there. As Loomis is going to look for her in her bedroom and doesn't seem to find anything except... He goes straight for the little girl's room, of course. <laughs> he came prepared with that jacket of his. Too bad Reverend Sayer didn't drive a van. Oh. oh. They killed the good boy. Oh, poor puppy dog. Yeah. I'm starting to spook me, Doc. Not, you think Loomis would still be spooked at this point <laughs> after what he's been through? I don't know. I mean, it just gets to show you he's a little bit human. His nerves would have been ground to powder by now. Mm. His adrenal glands is shocked to shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, fuck, Logan. You don't notice your death mask hanging on the wall? Nope. But speaking of death masks here, we got uh, another uh, killing about to come up in a moment here. As uh, apparently Bucky was named the props uh, master on this, and that's why the, he has that on his uh, helmet here. <laughs> and then, whoop! And see, hammered his way into that shot right there. <laughs> you are a very big man, as Bucky realizes. If only he had Bucky Beaver teeth. 
If only he was uh, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> Hit this, this, Come back as the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Look, that's that's the crossover we need. We Winter Soldier versus Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just and that's how we get the green slime coming out of Michael Myers' mask in Halloween Six. It's the metal arm beating the shit out of sure. the shape. <laughs> well, I bet he got a charge out of that. Oh, I think I'm glad you give me a jolt with these jokes here. And it seems like, hey, Michael's being strategic here by taking out the power of the entire town. The well, man- when he used to take out the power to one place at a time, so fuck it, to the whole town. He's thinking big. He's got to make up for ten years. Yeah, and like, there's a shot there, Michael, and just like kind of turning around, like the mask is not great. I know I'm going back to that, but it's it's fine. It's fine. I think it's fine. I, I think it's the best we can say. It's fine. Compared to some of the silly masks we're going to get in H2O, uh, <laughs> the myriad of masks oh. in H2O. He huh. robbed a whole block of fucking Halloween stores for those. <laughs> oh, God, that's fucking creepy. That, that super high shot, yeah. wide shot of... Everybody's been pulled in. They're all going home. Rachel's roaming the streets by herself. That's creepy. Like how they just pull all the other kids in and they leave Jamie there by herself. A parent would have like said, like, you come with us, we'll call your parents when we get to someplace safe. Who are you? No, never mind. Fuck you. Or, or they realize, oh my god, you're the you're the niece of the serial killer this time. Oh, you're that Myers kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Hmm. I'm not going to lie, I'm getting properly unnerved about this. They do a damn good job. Yeah. That little flashlight's going to illuminate anything. Oh, God. She, she barely see her feet with that flashlight. Shit. My cell phone has been <laughs> better than that. Yeah. I mean, the screen, not the fucking the flashlight. flashlight. <laughs> and so we have more depth here. So we have, uh, we have, uh, Jamie, the, and then we rack focus that pumpkin back there. As, uh, Rachel continues to search for her, and the she, suspense she's is searching still. like behind in like all the alleys and like back road areas, you know. Like <laughs> I look for you in bars, I look for you in cars. Where are you, Jamie? Like let me look for let me look for my my uh, foster sister in like all the fucking nasty ass lots and shit. You know? Yeah, she did she cross the train tracks somewhere to look for Jamie? Like it's starting to look a little sketchy right she here. Looks and, like it looks like the fucking area where my grandmother lives. Yeah, and then oh <laughs> god, oh, that's not creepy. Does a smart thing and... I did a smart thing. Turn around. There's no fence in my way. True. <laughs> hmm. Took less shots to get over that fence than Liam Neeson. Mm. <laughs> like 14 shots for Liam Neeson to get over a fence. It's because he's old. <laughs> I'm trying to solve an innocent life. I have a set of skills. I can get over a fence in 14 or less shots. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so uh, proficient it's on his resume. Mm-hmm. Oh God! They they do the slow burn suspense. It yeah, works. and they they make Salt Lake City look like properly spooky. Yeah, <laughs> I have a big dog that bites. Liar! <laughs> I mean, at that point, you might as well try to bluff your way out of anything. But now the sisters have been reunited. It's like, thank God, I'm not going to get in trouble now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I shouldn't get the hell out home, but no. Uh-oh, cops. Mount the curb. 
Slump <laughs> hit him. <laughs> just take her out. Oh my god, it'll be the second time the cops have run over an incident bystander of this town. Now, what if so many people die in car accidents in this universe? Dick, uh, uh, Dick Warlock is running people over. The town's so small that the police force can't afford a proper vision plan. <laughs> That's why they have so many. The police is so many vehicular manslaughter lawsuits. Oh, but God, though no, the entire police force is built off the Spaceball assholes uh, family. <gasps> and now we have the cult of Myers. Oh boy, as the multiple Myers system. <laughs> Step out and like, ah, oh, that that's freaky when it's like, you don't know which Michael Myers is there because there's multiple surrounding them. However, you know, something's up, though, because it's like we've seen that there's one Michael Myers. Like, oh, it's just a bunch of kids playing pranks. Yeah, let's. That's how people get shot, kids. Fuck, that's what we need, we need to be saying out now. <laughs> there's a curfew. If I catch your ass out, there'll be a weekend in jail. Yeah, I mean. Looks like New York State might be heading back their way again. I don't think so completely. It's no it's the bars and the restaurants gyms. and the gyms and all the the congregation not, in the places. People not taking it seriously. It's not like this because I, I can tell you from working in a school, it ain't the fucking schools. No. Uh, and the real Michael was watching them drive away. Yeah. Now here, I would have loved to have seen this man. How he tore the entire police department well, apart. Obviously, he knocked the fucking power out, and then probably like in the dark, like like. Fucking Batman just took them all out one by one. <laughs> yeah, we we should somebody should recreate this scene just with Arkham Asylum footage and just like Michael Myers descending from the shadows. Uh, Michael Myers has no jurisdiction. He'll find him. He'll make him squeal <laughs> as he's literally tearing limbs from these police officers. <clears throat> Michael he, Myers does the pencil trick, but he doesn't do it for fun. No. Oof. Uh, give the man a hand. Oh, wasn't that the guy from earlier with the radio? I think so. Yeah, the one that was taking the whole thing. Oh, too bad. Mm-mm-mm. Too bad, Doc. Too bad. I love this shot here. Is they allowed depth. They allowed him to go all the way to the background of the shot. Evil. Now, about here, at least for us right now. Yeah. The, uh, it, it starts to go the, out of sync. The movie's about to go out of sync, video and audio. So if it doesn't, if this doesn't happen to you, I envy you. Though probably I could find... Because that's the thing. This is from the 2014 Chat Factory box set that I got. Right. But it's basically... the It's the 2012... Anchor Bay, Anchor Bay DVD... Uh, DVD. Anchor Bay Blu-ray repackage. So I could probably just find one of those in the bargain bin, slap it in the case, and be done with it, you know? Yeah. yeah I bet you could buy eBay, like... like um, Qualifier, uh, all 100% sync on there. Yeah. As Earl, and, and I'll be paying three thousand dollars for it, right, yep. ne- right next to PlayStation Fives and Xbox Series. That's <laughs> Earl, the ringleader of this little posse here. No, he says Al here lost his boy ten years back. Who do you think that was? You think that was Bob? May it could be anybody. It could be Bob. It could be Bud. It could be Bud. Those are really like the, the two. or or maybe Jimmy. We don't know. Like depending on which uh, continuity we're going with. Yeah, we don't know if Jimmy lived or died. Yeah, depending on which cut you want to acknowledge or not. A lot of people acknowledge that the father of Jamie is Jimmy, that they yeah. got married and whatnot, that Jimmy lived. Because like, even though we see him pass out, it's like we don't know if he's truly dead. Like He fucking hit his head and oh, clearly yeah. can he cut, knocked himself can silly. cut as a motherfucker. So. Yeah, he's going to like... He probably passed out. Like 30 years, he'll be walking away not realizing he didn't forget. He forgot to close the fridge. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, what's two plus two? Potato. <laughs> and you don't notice this big hulking man laying in his backseat with a... Giant burned hand illuminated by the sun. He's breathing in his mask. 
What's that heavy breathing? Fuck, I guess I got to start doing more cardio. <laughs> okay, so police officer pulls out of your driveway, peels the fuck out, and then the, the Carruthers are like, huh, that was our driveway. Maybe he was just turning around. The Carruthers house nowadays is completely remodeled, too. It's all, like, white on the outside, I think. Mm-hmm. Inside, they did a lot of remodeling. I like the uh, Horrors Hollow Grounds for Halloween 5 with Don Shanks joins uh, joins Sean Clark on his ventures. The always jacked Don Shanks. Jacks is fuck Don Shanks. He's, He's a very 70s. big man. He's in his 70s, and he could, like, rip me in half. That guy, could, that guy probably does, like, doom glory kills to people just for fun. <laughs> and I've so, seen his face, Al. I've seen his face. So, yeah, like, uh, the good I, old boys have spotted Myers, in their eyes, anyway. Mm-hmm. Anybody could be Michael Myers at this point. Yeah. That's Michael Myers. No, it's a cat, you idiot. <laughs> Nick Castle named his cat Michael Meowers. And he, he like, tweets pictures of the cat, and... I guess he finds it funny because the cat does actually kill neighborhood mice and, like, brings them home, which cats typically do. And yeah. he'll take a picture of the cat with a dead mouse in its mouth and post it online. <laughs> kind of sick, but... Yeah. I saw, actually, I saw a little, like, four-panel comic earlier today. It's like, a cat brings a dead bird to its owner and the owner is disgusted and then shows the owner walking with a cooked fried chicken and then the cat's just like what the oh. fuck dude uh, Ted Hollister just died yeah because of these guys uh, being on nincompoops quick let's go kill his family so they can't sue us <laughs> I yeah. said it was my it's coming right for us Ned <laughs> <laughs> it's coming right for us <laughs> it just reminds me that the George Carlin stand up like um, a man shot the, his neighbor, the family, the post uh, postman, and so on and so forth. And when he was asked why he did it, he says he was cleaning his Simply gun. cleaning his gun when it just went, went off. off. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. This is not one of the heavily censored scenes. In- this is completely like only one part I've seen in today's TV because I've, I've been watching this on Fear Fest all last month. The only part that is actually cut is the wide shot when they scurry- when, she, when she's scurrying to get her clothes on and you see tons of side boob. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and the words of Peter Griffin, that's my side boob there. This right here is all uncut. Yeah. Well, nothing. It's nothing scandalous. Yeah. And, and it's pretty tasteful compared to the rest of the slashes that was going on mm-hmm. the time. Isn't there like no nudity in this one? Other than the side boob, yeah, that's it. Uh, do we really consider side boob nudity? Uh, it depends if you're prude or not. Mm. Uh, that's right, me I'm passing. Not. That's passing me. That's me passing judgment. I <gasps> apologize. Right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. I need to, oh my goodness! Beautiful. <laughs> As he quickly tries to, and she throws her uh, underwear onto the couch. Yes. Uh, hey, Dad. Brought home a bunch of people. I brought home this crazy old man for you, Kelly. I like him better than Brady. <laughs> that Brady character. Uh, here's a magazine. Yeah, we're just sitting here reading. Yep. That's totally what was going on. Yeah. I was reading uh, your guns and ammo, sir. As they decide to lock down the entire house here. Mm-hmm. Of course I do. It's the midway. I was going to say, like, do you know how to use a gun? Of course. 
How you think I used to open my own cans jars of baby food when I was little? <laughs> Just shoot it open. <laughs> Tastes like baby food. Uh, sir, you gave me an odd number of shells in this double barrel shotgun. Yeah, you gave me like five shells. That was yeah. it. Like, oh shit. At least not like as bad as Muldoon in like Jurassic Park. He goes out with like three shells to hunt raptors. <laughs> Why do you get the full auto shotgun? Because it's his house. His guns. (laughs) I'm the daddy. I get the full auto. Yeah. Okay, good job, asshole. You just left the screen door open. Uh, Now you're standing there looking confused while fucking the killer gets in. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Good job, shithead. He had to be the cop that lived. (sighs) No, he's lucky he fucking died. (laughs) You fucking dumbass. Yeah, so Michael's already slinked into the house at this point. Pretty much. He must have got in quick because uh, Sheriff was right at the door. Yeah. I wonder if Michael's ever had bad timing. Like he sneaks into someplace right when someone's coming out. And it's like, I guess Uh-oh. when his parents caught him. I don't know. He wasn't. How do you sneak outside? That's the thing. He walked straight outside. He didn't like walk out into the right. He didn't go out the back door, you know? He didn't go back to the left. He didn't go back into the left. <laughs> and shot his sister with a magic bullet. <laughs> Oh. Now, I wonder to what extent did Jamie know that Michael Myers was her uncle? Was that just something she was teased about? Like, and then... Was later told by her family? Or, or like, Loomis just said, he's after you because you're a nice little girl. It's like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Loomis, uh, tact, please. We don't have time for tact! We don't have time for manners. Do you think he cares? We have no time! He just tell, says in all gory detail what he'll do to the little girl. Uh, I mean, if you think he has no tact now, just wait for the next movie. Now, this up here, Brady's uh, going through the attic and everything. I feel like this has gotten more scarier due to the magic of Blu-ray. Yeah. Because watching this on VHS, you know, 4x3 VHS, sometimes that can work. But, like, uh, a lot of movies, older movies on VHS that have like dark scenes are always look like shit to me. Right. There, like, there are certain movies that you feel like that they're betrayed by high definition, like something is lost on it. However, something like this, I don't, I don't feel that. Ever since we started going to Retro Picture Show and seeing real film reels of movie and seeing just like the amazing quality that film always has been. I, I I almost feel like we're seeing fucking Blu rays, seeing them as if they're brand new again. Mm. Yeah, but I was like, okay, like seeing as gritty and as hardcore as like Cannibal Holocaust, like seeing that on VHS, seeing that on Blu ray is a world of difference, right there. Oh, it totally is. And even though I'd never watched the fucking film because I think it's trash, uh, I watched it once and that was enough. Like just the fact that as long as the Blu ray release r- retains the visual feel. Mm. It's fine. Like I watched, I watched fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Blu-ray, and it still looks gritty and disgusting. Yeah, I mean, like I need it. I still haven't got that on Blu-ray yet. It's one of the things I need to. I need to get uh, Lucio Fulci's oh, Zombie on Blu-ray. This fucking door creaking open. They actually just did a recent re-release of Zombie uh, 4K. Re- uh, what is it? They did a 4K release and a 4K uh, master on regular Blu-ray. A newer release. So with the Blu-rays taking from the 4K master, is that yes. you mean? Okay. Because Cause that one from a while back, for a couple of years ago, was really, really good, but I hear this one's a lot better. All right. All right. Add it to the list. Um, because, like, <laughs> Me too. I mean, it's one of those things that's a little disappointing with 
when we saw it on film. Yeah, we uh, when we saw a retro picture show, it was a it was a film that unfortunately had degraded, and it was it was very much magenta, pinker than pussy lips. Oh God. And so now the crew's all... And when I saw, what, Halloween, a retro, the one that you didn't stick around for because it was the surprise movie? Yeah. I fucking somehow I knew it was going to be. Somehow I knew in the back of mine. It was the same way. Pink is pussy lips. <sighs> Sorry. I still, I still have the picture I took of uh, Dr. Loomis at the end that I sent to you. Yes. I mean, I wish I could have stayed, but I, like, I would have throttled the dude next to me. That guy left during Halloween. I know, which is like, which is a... I think he was bored by Halloween, which... Fine, you. I already have no respect for you and think you're simpleton dumbass, but now I think even more that. Uh, now, look, like you see, oh, goddamn it, a cutaway. Right. The lamp that was sitting there, you could see uh, the cutaway into the next room. Like, they're doing such a damn good job of keeping so many open spaces yeah, in your and, la- and layering things as well. Yes. So you have no idea. Like, you know he's in there, but you have no fucking idea where, and they're just messing with you at this point. Like that, holding on that little cut. For just a few frames and before something, you know, blurry in the background. Like, what was that? Was that just a fucking lantern? Was was it him? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, like, yeah, it's a horror. It's a slasher sequel there, but it really is. It does feel a different. It fills the definition of painting with light here. Because mm-hmm. we had the moonlight. That's the key light for. Um, Logan here, but her key light is actually his backlight. We have a light coming down from the stairs to create depth, and then we're going to have another light um, in the background that's going to illuminate uh, Myers in a second. Right there. God damn. That's good. That's some good shit right there. I think I love this movie more now that we're, like, sitting here really talking about all this. Uh, I was going to say this stand, but suppose this might be my favorite sequel. 2018 is still my favorite Halloween sequel. That's fair. I, I'm not. I'm not going to begrudge you for that. But but it's it's still. I swear to God, there's days when like I sit and I think, but is Halloween two my favorite? Or I, where I still question it, but I, I think Halloween 2018 because it's not, it's a nice closure. It is, and, and it's so it's so close to the original with the way Michael is and everything. You know, I just wish it was shot on 35. Yeah, but and shot they, in South Pass, right? But at least they shot anamorphic yep. widescreen. But like, yeah, it was shot in the area Alexa because so many things are shot digitally these days. Hell, even Mission Impossible, like you know, Tom Cruise, the defender of film, looks like they went to digital for the next Mission Impossible. Well, Rob Zombie's two Halloween movies were all on film. Yeah, and, it, it's, and the first one was in South Pass, right? For only what five million dollars more than? Uh, yeah, but we don't have the inflation calculator for. Well, at the time. <laughs> yeah. At the time, a million dollars is a million dollars. True, but that's the thing about the production of California. It's, it's driven, like, the taxes of California is driven productions out of the state. That's a shame. I know. And the funny thing is, you, everybody went to California because it was so cheap initially in the in the 1920s. Mm. And now we have the kind of the confrontation between oh, uh, Rachel. We got the teen dramedy. Yep. We have our 90210 moment. But we don't have 90210 actors. Oh. Not yet, anyway. Wait, who will we get? Um, no, never mind. <laughs> I, think, uh, I was trying to think, like, wait, wasn't Josh Harden on one of those? But I'm like, no, no. he was not. Was he, was he on? No, he, he wasn't was, on Dawson's Creek or anything. Was no. 
was he on something besides crack? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. Oh, have some coffee. Ooh. Oh, God. It spills it all over her. <laughs> now, I love coffee. the shot of his basement. It's like he wanted to build a generator. How about that fucking pipe that's leaking steam back there that Rachel just walked in front of? Yeah. It's totally there just for atmosphere. Yes. Is there just for, is there to make you look, oh my god, there's something in the background. Is, yeah. there, is there to be completely contrasting, much like Michael Myers' mask? Oh, that's the joke when we when we did our uh, Batman 89 commentary where there's just steam leaking out yeah. of a- Axis chemicals at all times. But it seems like the uh, they've reached the state troopers and they're just waiting for the... Um, okay, you teenage girl, now talk to these official uh, uh, state employees. Uh, take it as a compliment that he trusts you with that kind of responsibility. Oh, oh great yeah. trailer moment! I was just, I was just about to say, like this is also one of my favorite trailers too. Yeah, just the the, the cold opening with Don the Fontaine. Yes, with the ten years ago, on the night of October thirty first, a small midwestern town fell victim to an escape killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Bum, 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 bum. Now, Michael Myers has returned. Um, he's come home. He is... Re- fuck. I, right, he he fucks? That, that's a, he's, what, is he Fred Fox all of a sudden? Uh, I just lost my awesome role that I was on. Uh, I was going to say, two I, things. I, I, over, I overshot it. Uh, Overreach my boundaries. Two things. One, that was pretty impressive, right there. Thank you. I just so it tells you how much many times I fucking watched that. And it's it totally just apes the Texas Chainsaw Massacre opening right there, but it's perfect. It is. Before they actually just got John Larroquette to do the trailer, <laughs> I'll never forget watching those like on HalloweenMovies dot com in the days of dial up on like Real Player, and the quality was the drizzling shit. <laughs> like you could almost not t- like for a minute there. I I, I remember. The quality was so low and the frame rate was so bad that I remember that. Who's going to be next? I thought that was actually like Michael Myers like talking to someone because yeah. of how the light was on his face and how low res it was and how poor the frame rate was. His face looked like it wasn't even moving. Mm. But no, he's not impersonating a human there. However, he's impersonating a human right here, though, because did ah! Deputy Logan's dead. And this will be the infamous stabbing with a gun. <laughs> Gasp! It doesn't scream. You know, you know what I would be saying at that point? Oh fuck! Oh Jesus! Dear God, get me the fuck out of here! What the fuck? See right there in the light, the mask does kind of resemble the original. Yeah, it's Ever it's so gonna be the corrective corrected lighting to that the cover of darkness. Um, what what was it? Uh, <laughs> you just turned to the uh, corner from uh, Friday Four. Holy Jesus! Jesus jumping Christmas shit! <laughs> Holy jumping! Fucking Jesus. I didn't watch any Friday the 13th movies yesterday. Yeah, we're recording this on uh, November 14th, 2020. Yeah, I, I still haven't finished watching my Shout Factory box set. No, but I think I'm, I think I, I'm going to end the night by watching one of those. I, I, I got up to Halloween 4. I, I think I should finish it, then maybe watch You mean Halloween. Friday the 13th Part 4? Wow, yeah. Well, that's uh, what I'm up to. You want to watch Part 5 after this? What time is it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Don't mind our, our little... Uh, and our, you have to go home and watch your part five just to make sure it works. <sighs> That's the thing. That's why I got to finish watching through all that, just to make sure all the discs are good. Ah! Ah! Give me a reach around. See, that's how you fucking scream when you're terrified that yep. you're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> Not, <gasps> <gasps> hey, there's sometimes people just, like, freeze. 
She's terrified like a fish pulled out of water. <laughs> God, that's terrifying. God, just the way they hold on shots mm-hmm. before cutting with the with the blur in the background. Yeah, we get it. His head was turned around, and you're proud of your effect. Yeah, they, they are proud of their you effect. Can stop right showing there. it every fucking other scene. <laughs> We're trapped in this house, or maybe a window. Yeah, shoot out the window. I mean, they're yeah, they're nailed shut, but I'm sure you could fucking still bash them open. Yeah, and they're on the first floor. I mean, they were on the first floor, but so was he, because there's Michael right there. Oh, War- boy. Warming his buns. Warming his buns by the fire. Here's a... <laughs> He's warming his pumpkin pie by the fire. <laughs> oh, man, it's like, oh, Brady should have reloaded. I think I said to you when we were marathoning this on Halloween... I love George Wilbur's rhythm when he moves, but mm. I love Don Shanks' intensity more. Yeah. Like, Don Shanks, like, when he fucking goes in for a kill, he fucking intense. But George Wilbur, I feel, has a better rhythm. rhythm rhythm and body language about himself when he moves. As we see, and we have a weird, like, jump cut here, so, like... Why are you always reloading? Michael's right there, and he's Ooh. right there. He was right in front of the door, and then suddenly he's right in front of Brady. No, he was going up the stairs. You no, know, yeah, but there was a quick shot of they reused footage of oh. him trying to kill... Uh, the, the sheriff's daughter, okay. and then uh, but Michael's a fast learner there, and boom! Oh, broken nose. Yep. And just the way he, like, throws the gun down, just that rhythm of... Yeah. Roop, roop. All right. One punch, and two punch. Come on, now, don't don't be upstaged by Jason uh-huh. in, the, in the next year when he punches Julius's head off. Uh-huh. And uh, Jason takes Manhattan. After Julius fucking tires himself out boxing his ass. Yeah, and he cuts open his knuckles by punching uh, the mask so hard. And actually, this whole music sequence here, starting from when they found uh, Logan's body, was used in the um, very first trailer for Halloween 6, the the, the origin of Michael Myers trailer. Oh, okay. That's another great show. I remember that was when... I first saw that trailer um, when I borrowed my aunt and uncle's copy of The Crow on VHS. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching that for like, not the first time because I taped it off of uh, Encore. Right. But I had not seen any other Halloween sequels at that point, And Halloween was still freshly scaring the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. So t- I'm watching this innocent Crow movie and to see a Halloween trailer, it's like, oh, fuck, oh, Jesus, it won't leave me alone. Oh, and he just happens to find a kitchen knife upstairs. It's perfect oh, don't, one. don't you always keep... Um Cutlery in your attic? No. Weirdo. Take a golf club with you. Uh-huh. Never called golf adult game again. <laughs> God damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, uh, Casey Jones, holy shit, that's hard, high up. Look, the kid's on your back. She'll break your fall. Oh man! But this is obviously this is a set built in a field somewhere. Mm-hmm. However, this is when uh, with an actual 
roof, know, built roof and everything. That was and, not 100% done, or no. it, was, it was shoddily made, let, let's say it that way, because... Somebody fucked up, a roofing nail was stuck out, and was it was it this part, or was it the next one when she's rolling down it? I don't know. But it might have been this one. It might have been this, because she is sliding down here, but a roofing nail, in one of these, when, when you see Rachel going down the roof like that, it's either this part or the next one, she was actually caught and fucking cut open by an open roofing nail. And yeah. Had to get a ton of stitches, but she came right back and finished filming the scene. Yep. And this is different because they had a different uh, uh, fight in mind for Sheriff Meek was going to fight Michael Myers in the basement, causing a fire. Yeah, the boiler would, like, explode, which that wouldn't happen because being a former uh, HVAC technician, there's a million fucking fail-safes on boilers to make sure that that your house doesn't light on fire. Yeah, it's kind of like a... There's, like, at least five... if If you have a natural gas... Boiler or furnace, there's at least like five or six different redundancies to different safeties on there that if something is not right, it will completely cut the flow of gas. Unless your fucking pipe is broken off, which the, that possibly. Yeah, because there were steam like shooting shit into the background, so who knows? It could be a poorly run house there, but it's kind of like. Imagine if that wasn't steam from their steam boiler. Imagine if that was just gas pouring out. And they're just, just getting well, high. No, the, whole, the whole house would have just been hazy. <laughs> What's that smell? Um. Yeah, it's kind of like how it's, it's kind of like how HVAC engineers are really smart at what they're doing. Um, now he's using all the excess antenna wire <laughs> that the cable guy just left up there. Yeah. Oh Jesus! I feel bad for whoever was a stunt double there when she's rolling down. Like that could have been another part. I don't know exactly where it was when she yeah. hurt herself. Those gutters would have gave out a while ago. Oh Man, Jesus! Gutters, gutters ain't that secure. Nope. Speaking of which, I got to clean out my gutters soon. Yeah, I think it's a—it's always a good thing to clean out your gutters. Yep. Did that today when cleaning off my lawn. Oh, and you fucking Daniel Harris just took a hell of his bill. Both of them. They said it was a boot camp in the Halloween 25 Years, years Terror documentary. It's, it's low-budget filmmaking. Shoot, they referred to the shoot as a boot camp. Mm-hmm. I think it's low-budget, but at this point, Halloween was popular enough to fucking afford more no, yeah, but things I, like I, not abusing your fucking I, cast. I doubt it was a union shoot. It's it's Salt Lake City. I don't know. It's 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 a war for higher state, so I don't know if they need a union to work in there. Hmm. I mean, it's what five million dollars was the budget. I don't know, um, but I think it's a, it was a bigger budget than most of the slashes of the time, even just by a little compared to Friday Seven and uh, that, Nightmare. It was uh, from Carmen Philippi's booze budget. <laughs> That's Ooh, nice. Ooh, nice wow. face. I never noticed that before. That little face plant she just did. Yeah, running away. Pow. <laughs> Most of their female protagonists falling from high buildings in this series, especially this trilogy. Hello, dear. The budget was so poor, we had to actually throw Ellie Cornell off the roof after yep. getting stitched up and tell mm-hmm. her, get back up for the next scene, bitch. <sighs> <sighs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Now, these scenes, I believe, were at the beginning of the shoot because... <sighs> you got the old uh, makeup? This is the complicated part. I don't remember if, because I know that they, in the beginning of the shoot, it was it was a cold night when they were shooting this. They actually had to reshoot this part because Donald Pleasance was wearing a hat the whole time because he was so cold and he refused to take it off. At that point, nobody gave a shit. I do believe there's behind the scenes stills. And then the, the famous fucking white-haired Michael Myers mask. Everyone was so cold and fucking miserable that when they got the mask in, nobody gave two fucks that it was wrong. Yeah. They, like, almost overlooked it as a, out of just out of their desire to get this shoot done, 
which we'll see in a few seconds. Yeah. And now shooting chains off of doors. Yep. We don't chain the exits when we leave at the end of the night. You just lock them. We just lock them like normal people. Yeah, but cinematically it doesn't look as cool. No. And what time is it? The building wouldn't be closed by then. Oh, it's the middle of the night. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be at least 10 o'clock at this point. I work till midnight. Well, there well, it is. The mask. Pink, yeah. pink face, white hair. Yeah. I've heard it referred to. The, the Billy Idol mask. Uh, snob called it the Simon LeBon mask. <laughs> I think it is more Billy Idol than Simon LeBon. <laughs> With the rebel yell, we got to step, step, step. His name is Michael, and he stabs you on the floor. <laughs> Just like your spine is twisting through the broken door. <laughs> money, money. Na, 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 na. Funny, just Michael just punches his head through the do- door behind her. Somehow he does it. He, he, Here's Johnny. He bamped his way in there like he's Nightcrawler. Yeah. No, that's what Jason did in Friday Part 8. Oh, God. He does have Nightcrawler powers in that movie. Like, it's laughable. But now we have another slow section here, but it was it's well... He was just right behind her, too. Yeah, like, he totally just, like... After he throws an old man through the door, he takes a break. He, he found, ran up the stairs to scare her. He found the soda machine. <laughs> Ooh. He found the snack machine in the employee lounge, and he just wanted a bag of uh, Fritos real quick. He throws the vending machine at her. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, that was the first du- bump Donald Pleasance took in this movie, getting thrown through the door. Uh-huh. Now, oh, no. now it's turned into a hardcore match. I was going to say, it's an AEW match right now, because we got the fire extinguisher going. I'd say this is more Attitude Era WWF. Hmm. Reuse footage. Oh, God, does that mean they're going to shoot someone else? No, oh, thankfully they don't. It's coming right for us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, not again. Ah, oh, damn it, Earl. Oh, speaking of reuse footage. Yep. <laughs> I bet there's just beginning the slate. Well, that's very Halloween 1-esque. Yep. Ending of Halloween 1. I'm refilling Tim's glass of water. Yes, very courteously. Thank you for being a friend. Hmm. Yeah, now they retreat. It's like, all right, we're done. <laughs> we're done getting sued for the night, <laughs> shooting the residents. So, you know what? Let's just take the victim that he's after and just get the hell out of here. Yeah. Well, let's paint a target on our back and leave. We'll just say it was Michael Myers. Like, I thought he only uses a knife. No, he uses guns now. I saw it. I swear to God. <laughs> he did stab someone with a shotgun. That was the gun he used to kill Ted Hollister. Yes. Oh, the Husker. He removed all the shotgun pellets from from the the shells and just <laughs> slowly pressed them into his body. <laughs> no, he threw them real fast. That's oh, all yeah, yeah. the velocity. He's that good. Mm-hmm. Route four ten. And we have actually we have a little bit of a reshoot that happens later on in a few seconds or a few minutes, as to say, with uh, the death of Earl here. Yeah. Uh, John uh, Carl Beekler is the one who did the VFX for that, or the well, special effects. I, I believe say. also the thumb and the forehead in the beginning, because a lot of it was uh, Mustafa Khan saying, you know, we don't want too much blood. This is not Friday the 13th. But then, as John Carl Beekler said, 
on set. Mustafa, he's the one calling for more blood, more blood. And they're shooting guns out in the air to get the cops' attention. It's yeah, like, I'm sure that's what... They see your headlights, bro. Yeah. And you're, you're wearing flashlights and you got your stupid fog lights on. Didn't they, didn't they like, leave there in, like, 20 fucking trucks before? Where'd the rest of the rednecks go? They all just uh, break up? Uh, the teams it, of yeah. murder? Uh, we, uh, what's the line from Ghostbusters? Like, yeah, we, we can... I think we should split up. Yeah, we can cause more damage that you way. We do more damage that way. Yeah. <laughs> See, Bill Murray would probably be the instigator of having them shoot everybody. <laughs> just, as a, just as a rib. Bill Murray as Dr. Loomis. <laughs> He'd just leave. It's like, He'd be hitting on Rachel the whole time. Oh. So, your sister's uncle is a murderer. Yeah. Why don't you tie something up you, with your had, bug eyes? The other day I see Michael Myers climbing into the bed of the truck. I just had this vision of the, the Simpsons episode with Sideshow Bob when he strapped himself <laughs> under the car. He's hitting all the speed bumps. Oh. Homer throws his coffee out because he's too hot. Ah! <laughs> Who uh, wants to drive that cactus patch? I, 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 me, I, me. me. No. no. Two against one. <laughs> and nobody hears that. Yeah, nobody hears that. That's still no. standing in there. Uh, but here's the... the, the oh, uh, this guy bites it good. Yeah, the, the, I feel bad for this dumb man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't care if you're padded. That's got to hurt. Hey, where's my friends go? It's fucking dumb. Well, this truck just got a lot lighter. This truck just got a whole less stupid... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think John Carl Beekler had that for years. Oh, they actually reused that head for, like, in the first Hatch movie. They needed a separate head to be thrown across screens. So they actually used oh, Earl's God. head as because Beekler had that just sitting around his shop. Well, I remember in the early days of HalloweenMovies.com in the special features section, they mm -hmm. had, like, a kill count where they described all of Michael Myers' kills and how you died. Earl's was torn face. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. He took his face off. off. Uh oh! Hey now! Hey, you're an all star. Put oh. your game on. Go. And her, hey. and her shirt, her sweater's buttoned up again. Yep. Whoa, Nelly! Fresh Michael Myers trying to tear his shirt off. I guess he's really trying to pick her up. Yes. Because <laughs> they're driving the pickup truck, and it's a double entendre. But I said, slam on the fucking brakes. Yes. Just ignore me. I am ignoring <laughs> you. It's pretty easy. <laughs> I'm they, used to it. Uh, Bam! But, Oof. Yeah, everybody ignores me. Um, and so yeah, finally she hits the brakes. Huh. Now this is the world's toughest paramedic. Oh, no, fuck you, you oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Wrong movie. Wrong movie. Wrong sequel. Oh, God. Hup. Pop up. <laughs> Die. <laughs> as, as the gears just... I didn't know if she knew how to drive stick. He could have just walked away in this whole time. I can't drive stick. He's like, bring it. I can I can take it. Boing! It's like he hit a trampoline. He put he put fucking springs in his hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> hit the brakes. She just runs him over again. Fuck, I Might would. as well. I'd keep running his ass over and I'd jump out right before the fucking truck and him collapses into the mine shaft. Good luck crawling out of that motherfucker. And Not my truck. The owner of the truck's dead. Who's going to need this truck anymore? Nobody. It's a property of the state at this point. And Michael lets go of his knife. But then we have a longing look there from Jamie. I want to play with my uncle's knife. 
<laughs> we killed him, I think. <laughs> Bezos. <laughs> Probably, maybe. Hopefully. Possibly. Theoretically. Aww. Now, it's funny, too, because as a kid watching this, or as a teenager watching this, she touches his hand, and then she becomes evil. So at the end of Halloween H2O, when I still thought all these connected together and didn't have a concept of sequel reboot, I thought Michael Myers was trying that again with Laurie, and she was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Went, Whack. Oh, but this part. With the auto shotgun and, and the rest of the posse. Yep. Perforating the fool. And you could just barely see there's a guy. Yeah, there's a guy. In the background lighting dynamite. Lighting dynamite. He just put his gun down. He's going to throw some dynamite. Boom, right down the mine shaft. And I think they actually, yeah, we don't actually see him lighting the dynamite. Not but here. In Halloween 5, they use longer versions of this. Yeah, because there was footage of. Them throwing it down the mine shaft. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess that didn't realize, hey, we could have potentially a sequel on our hands if we wanted to keep going. Yeah. Well, they did it with H2O also. Let's shoot more here and have this I'm starting to idiotic think, explanation of yeah, how they Yeah, the, the, the Akkads have a playbook and they stick to it. Yeah, it's raining. That fucking death mask thing right next to the door, that should that should have, like, fallen off. Uh-huh. Just just for, like... Very, very belongs. Not really in hell. Well, I guess a coal mine would be considered hell. Yeah. Not to everybody in this country, apparently. Uh, yeah, all five of them. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a its memories. Uh, can we get the old man who's clearly bleeding from the head some help? Yeah, he's... Uh, like, her? Get her a fucking wet rag. Just get her a doctor! Oh. <laughs> we we covered what Tommy the- Doyle says when he enters the psych ward. Get me a doctor now! When, uh, on... Please rewind the other podcast to do. We just covered the four-year-old version. We we brought up the Paul Rudd saying, just get me a doctor on there. And much to the chagrin of my co-host, Jamie. Jamie? Like? Spelled the same. Oh, okay. And I think even more extended footage of uh, the actual Which we stabbing see here is used in Halloween 5. five so. yeah. But now, interestingly enough, this upstairs, actually where that dresser is at the end. Mm-hmm. That's actually another staircase right to the right. That's actually not a dead-end hallway. If you were to go past right around the corner where that switch is, you find another staircase. Huh. Oh, Jesus, that's... Blood-curdling. Seriously, is. This was cool watching this when I first saw it. Even my stepsister who had never... I think No, my stepsister had seen the first one. Because I remember she watched it with me one day when it was on Encore. Mm-hmm. They used to play it a lot on Encore. Yeah, because it's probably easy to get the rights. But Encore loses- in USA, and USA used to play the TV cut with all the added scenes. Yeah. Which you'll probably never see again, because now if you want to extend a fucking movie to two hours, you just put more, more commercials, commercials. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's horrifying. Ugh. It's a great image to go out on, though. Oh, scissor me timbers. <laughs> Bam. Halloween 4. Halloween 4. I swear to God, I feel like I gained an even newer appreciation for this. It's really Just good. pointing uh, everything out. Yeah, like I, I said, I, it's really shining line to be my favorite sequel in the franchise. There. I understand why you have Halloween 2018 it because that's so symbiotic connected to it. I know why people like Halloween 2 there, but... Like, even, like, it's just... All the atmosphere of it is just firing all cylinders. Yeah, there's some kind of stupid stuff in there, but... 
Is there? What's I don't really uh, see anything that being I mean, stupid. just a question of the the the, the townspeople going on. Like, I, all right, okay, true. But like, that's I would imagine that probably would yeah, happen. Tom Morga, right? Because he played. Yeah, he was Michael Myers a little bit in the beginning, and he uh, production he, assistants Malika Cod. How old was he at this point? I don't know. Was he like fourteen? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, hell, like... Uh, Daddy said I could tell you what to do. What was it? Frank Mancuso Jr. He was, like, barely, like, 18 when we started working on the Friday the 13th movies. And Wilbur, uh, not George, but uh, Tom... What was the guy's name you just said who played Myers? Tom Morga. Wasn't he Jason? At Jason one... in part four, part I think. four. No. That was Ted White. Jason in part three? Part five? Maybe it's part five. Part six? No, because six was CJ something. Um, Ted White was uh, in part four. It might be part five. I think that's who it was. Anyway. Um, I feel like it was part three. All right, whatever. Well, yeah. Internet, let us know. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will correct us. Anyway. Leave us a comment and tell us to go fuck ourselves because we don't know that one piece of trivia. Yeah, and if you don't like it, like you'll just rape us because that's what we, people, that's the like the first, other than ethnic slurs, it's like the first thing you do to say to somebody to get angry at. Anyway, um, how do you guys not know this? Hashtag unsubscribe. It's ridiculous, but uh, yeah. So, any other final thoughts on? Uh, oh, fucking watch Halloween four and love it. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I, I, there was a, like a few moments here, like we both just got caught up in the movies right there. We just went really quiet, good, yeah. <laughs> and we we apologized for that, but we we're just like, holy shit, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, so we have yes, design special slash John Breckler. Uh, Breckler. Breckler. Filmed in Boochler. 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 Recorded in ultra stereo. Ultra stereo. I wonder how many different audio formats have been over the years for... Uh, Fuck. Like DTS or Dolby. Soundtrack process by bass. How low can you go? Death row. Uh, yeah. Huh. Read the Critics' Choice paperback. Yes, I actually have gotten in the past few months um, the two expanded re-releases over the past uh, 20 years that came out of the Halloween 4 novelization. Author Nicholas Grabowski, it's been re-released twice as like special editions, and he has expanded on it twice. Huh. So, And that and the fact that I also now have two out of the three of the young adult novels that we weren't able to talk about on our Halloween Tricks and Treats episode. Yeah. We may have to do a uh, book update episode. We might do that. I'm down for it. I just got to get that last uh, novel. Mm -hmm. Currently currently, uh, trending at $250. And you said, like, you need to save money? Yeah, I need to, like, save money and be a responsible adult. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be a ways off. Yeah. But I hope everybody's enjoyed our commentary to Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. We were definitely more on on track than we were last month. Oh, God. Did we get any feedback for last month? I don't think so. Okay. That (laughs) means nobody watched it. (laughs) Uh Compared to the few episodes I've released since then, yeah, it's a little bit lower numbers compared to everything else. All right. Um, but I hope, like I said, I hope everyone's enjoyed this. If you Do wanna... you all understand that this is a commentary track that you listen to while watching the movie? I assume they do. 
I hope so. Yeah, I, I put that in the titles. Um, if you want to follow me on social media and tell me how wrong I am, you can go on Twitter and on Instagram uh, at this is Tim Rooney. I don't follow you on social media, and I tell you all the time how wrong you are. <laughs> no, because this is why I only see you once a week, so I, that's how I, I can endure your... So you can be my bitch once a week. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm nobody's bitch. <laughs> What's the, word, the phrase from uh, Half-Baked? I'm not not a fish. I'm not a fish. Uh, yeah, like I said, Instagram and Twitter. This is Tim Rooney. My other podcast, please rewind the RF for RM Retro Show. Uh, the most recent episode we just dropped was on the 40 year old version. And update my PS3 for daylight savings. Oh, and my YouTube not channel through the lens productions. Through the lens productions, uh, go to YouTube.com/slash through the lens productions. Through as if you're going through a window. My latest short film, Mad Cows Up. Uh, hopefully, I got a new short film in the works for you, so you can see there. Uh, Mike, thank you for taking time right now to talk uh, Halloween 4 with me. Yep. It's been real. Yep. See you all next month. Come back next time. Let's continue to talk about... Uh, watch Halloween 5 and somehow not finish an entire bottle of fucking Thunderbird <laughs> while doing so. No, that'll be for Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> I may actually get drunk for the Halloween Resurrection commentary. Oh, God. Uh, when we continue to talk about geek and pop culture, and we'll be something s- stupid happens, drink. <laughs> oh, there's there's a really there's At the te- fifteen second mark. I'm fucking un- being rushed out in an ambulance for alcohol poisoning. That, that thing I pointed out to you near the climax of the movie. We're gonna point that out on the commentary track. That is so stupid. I can't believe nobody's caught it yet. Okay. Um, and we'll be speaking to you soon. Oh, you mean the roof? Yes. <laughs>